1: Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's PACASO.com.
2: Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
3: When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact,
4: Another week of the podcast. I feel like it's just getting better and better.
5: I know. I'm loving this. It's so much fun. I'm so happy to have you here with me.
4: It's been fantastic. And you, you, uh, my birthday was, uh, this week and you sent me a lovely, lovely little message that I got to play on uh nightly pop. And the one comment was that all of a sudden, uh, I've got a lot of star power and that's never happened before. So I, you know, I have to thank you. You made me look really cool <laughs> to my coworkers.
5: <laughs> that's hot.
4: It was very hot. Um, <laughs> speaking of hot people, uh, today's guest is someone who's been in your life for a very long time. And she's seen you grow from the very beginning. She's seen that's hot grow from the very beginning. Who is today's guest?
5: Today's guest is Bethany Frankel.
4: Yeah. How long have you known Bethany?
5: I've known Bethany since I was a little girl.
4: Wow. And it's because she was your nanny, right?
5: Yes. How crazy is that?
4: Very strange. It's weird that like even the even the people who worked in your life uh, also became mega television stars.
5: Yes. I have the golden touch.
4: I really hope <laughs> so. I really hope so. <laughs> no, I'm not
5: going to take credit for that. I'm joking. But um, she's just brilliant. She's funny. She's smart. She's a go-getter. She's strong, and she's such a character. I love her.
4: I think we'll have a fun, fun time with Bethany today. And Bethany just got engaged, so congrats to her. That's amazing. Uh, I'm ho- hopefully we get to meet the guy at some point.
5: Looks like everyone's getting engaged, but you.
4: Yeah. Well, you know what I just did, though, instead, Paris? I just got a dog. I-, I adopted a dog yesterday. Aww. Yeah, so, so, so cute. Once, once she becomes potty trained, maybe you'll meet her, but I'm not going to let her. As much as as cool as it would be to say my dog pooped in Paris Hilton's house, uh, I'm not going to do that.
5: What kind of dog?
4: Um, She's two years old and she's some sort of sheep dog mix. And she's so sweet. She's the most loving dog in the world, which is a great transition back to our guest. What type of nanny was she? Was she, you know, easygoing, strict?
5: Definitely not strict. She was like really cool and fun. And I was just always excited when she would pick us up at school and like take us to the pet store, McDonald's. Uh, she was a lot of fun. She's always been fun. She just like has this personality that's just like fun. And she just likes to live life and have a good time and make jokes and just has always had that personality forever.
4: I think outgoing and relaxed is like the ideal nanny you can have. And then the fact that she became a TV superstar is just an added bonus. But of course, uh, you've surrounded yourself with a uh, really cool, really successful people your entire life. And I'm excited to meet this one. It's Bethany Frankel. This
5: is Paris.
4: All right, welcome, Bethany. Thank you. Uh, You already know Paris. More than most people might know you were Paris's nanny originally
6: yeah i mean kathy sort of called it that i feel like it's (laughs) giving me a better title than it was but after school i would i would pick them up from school and take them to school and then we do activities and we'd go to century city and i would take you girls to get like you always wanted to go to the pet store and get ferrets and nikki always (laughs) wanted to go to rampage to get clothes or not was it rampage
5: yeah like rampage and judy's and like
6: yeah, to get clothes. Stores. Yeah, exactly. But so, and I worked at their mom's store called The Staircase Wrapping Presents. So, yeah, I guess that's sort of nanny ish, right?
4: Nanny yes. adjacent. Yeah, it's pretty close. So, uh, what ages was this between for Paris?
6: Um, how old were you at Kyle's wedding?
4: No
5: idea.
6: <laughs> so, I feel like <sighs> that was, you maybe were like 13. I mean, she was. 26 I think so 25 I mean yeah you were probably like 13 14 and um it was probably like three years prior to that so they were young I mean they were little little you know from when they were little girls I mean uh your brothers were, were babies and I remember when um I think one of your brothers was born or not you know they were little kids they I didn't really interact with as much as Paris and Nikki. Um, but. They were fun and they were very different back then. And Paris was running sort of the show at Kyle's wedding. I'll never forget. She had like an entourage at Kyle's wedding of uh, all the other young kids or cousins. I wish I paid more attention now, but there was a crew you had in place. I did.
4: (laughs) You you don't remember any of that?
5: (laughs) No.
6: Yes. I would love to hear about it. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you know, you were just, you just had a presence even within that wedding. Like you were taller and seemed older than all these little kids, but they were sort of all following you.
5: How would you describe me as a
6: child? Um, you were very sweet and you loved, I mean, like now, you loved animals. You really, really, really loved animals. I think I sort of knew you thought about modeling, but I didn't, it didn't seem that way from my perspective, if that makes any sense. Like it, it, you just seemed sort of free spirit, like a free spirit, but you were both pretty quiet. I have to say you and Nikki were both pretty quiet, but I mean, I was so naive. I didn't know who anybody was or anything. I just met, um, I was working at La Scala as a hostess. And that's how I met Kyle through a crazy story and met Kathy through Kyle who needed someone to help her in the store. And then it led to helping her out with Paris and Nikki, which is who I always was one who would do 10 different jobs. Didn't matter. And at that same restaurant, La Scala, I didn't know what that restaurant was. It was just the first place that gave me a job. And I walked in and asked for a job to be a hostess for like eight dollars an hour I also got a job looking for Jerry and Linda Bruckheimer in their home but they I I didn't know who they were either so Paris and Nikki and Kathy I think the Hiltons were I guess like later I realized a big deal and your parents had met in high school and obviously I've heard of the hotel so that seemed like a big deal but like (laughs) they I had no idea about this trajectory to come or that Paris was before like People cared who people's kids were that were wealthy. It just wasn't a thing like that. Like socialites weren't really a thing like that. Does that make any sense? People cared about celebrities and who people were already famous, but that sort of thing. And I remember this, so later when I heard about all this, I ran into your mom in the hands-ins of Nikki and Nikki was like 16. Your mom was like, take her out tonight. I'm like, take her out tonight. And I have been going to nightclubs since 14, so don't get it twisted, but I wasn't looking to give anybody else my crazy childhood. But I was like, what? And I didn't realize because that was all those sort of Hamptons magazines and New York glossy magazines of people being taking pictures at parties. Like, but these girls were like it girls. I didn't understand what any of that was. Mm. My head was down. So later I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what are what is this? These are the girls I would take for the ferrets. So <laughs> it was all a surprise to me. I mean, it's you know, when I think about Paris having a posse at Kyle's wedding, it's not. But overall, it was a surprise.
4: Did her did her like life surprise you? along the way or did you kinda were you like it must have to a degree. Like is this what you expected for Paris?
6: Who would it not surprise who would it not surprise? (laughs) It's not it's not it's not a life of any other human being that's ever lived. So Mm -hmm. who would it not surprise? Like saying does Julius Caesar's life come over here and say hello. Say hello, (laughs) peanut. Come say hi. This is my this is my little peanut. Aw, hi so pretty so she, she's big on TikTok, by the way so paris like kind of started selfies and social media and all this like TikTok tock dances it's all kind of because of her in a way like you know what i mean do mm-hmm. all the glam and all that stuff and she looks like a barbie and she does all that kind of girly stuff but she's really smart but um to think that i met i, I mean nikki had to be th- this age maybe mm-hmm. even younger how old is, is she 10 t- t- blue eyes my little with blue even yeah eyes. for those
4: listening right now this is your daughter bethany just pulled in
6: this is my daughter. Her name is Brynn, and she is 10. And she does really. She's very. Oh, go want to show your sneakers? Go get your sneakers and show them what you made. She's very into art, and she is um loves TikTok and loves dancing. She's very creative. She's very free. Not unlike the way Paris was. I would. That's how I would describe her. She was very free. She did not. She did not. She looked free. She seemed free. She wanted to be free. So this is Brynn just made these. Oh, days. that's
5: cool. I love that. Wow. She just made them. She That's just decided awesome. she was going to do. It's really cool.
6: Right? Yeah. So she's very artistic. She sketches. Yeah. She's very artistic. That looks like something you'd right, see at you. like
5: Fred Siegel or something.
6: Yeah. She's she's very uh, talented. So anyway, um, that, yeah, I was, it's very surprising. It was shocking because it was a whole new world that I didn't understand. And then it was people that I knew. So it was crazy.
5: Who is more well-behaved, Nikki or me? <laughs>
6: Nikki was uh, always sort of poised, I feel like, and always a little cold. Mm -hmm. She always was like sort of like that. If you know her, she's really funny. And she has, uh, you know, a very interesting and my sense of humor. And she's got a dry sense of humor. But she was always very serious from my perspective. But she was always into fashion. You you loved animals. Mm -hmm. She really loved fashion. I don't think you liked fashion and modeling, but in a different sort of way. I think she, you appreciated it for its beauty and like, as it pertained to you, but I think she cared about it as an art form. But I don't know that for a fact. It just seemed like that.
5: Is that accurate or no? Yeah. And I feel Nikki was always the more girly one and I was like more of a tomboy where I like loved Absolutely. animals and like- Absolutely. I didn't really care about fashion like the way Nikki did at all. When did that change?
6: No, oh, it was different. Like 16. Yeah. When
5: I moved to New York, then I realized I had to start dressing up. So that's when I started copying Nikki style.
6: <laughs> well, what's crazy and that no one realizes- um is that I remember when I used to take you guys to school and pick you up after and would hang out with Kyle she used to say Kathy really wants to keep them young that was like a big goal that's the biggest lol of all time but really Mm -hmm. Kathy wanted to keep them young like that was the you can't blame this on Rick and Kathy is what I'm saying this whole thing that went down is not Rick and Kathy it's Paris and Nikki yeah why they just did their own they were running their own show
5: they uh, they were so strict and I think when you're a parent and you are strict it makes you want to rebel I think it's yeah. normal but
6: I don't think most people would really believe that they're strict that's what I'm saying like no they really that was their goal when yeah it's true
4: when uh Paris and Nikki were doing their rebelling was Kathy did Kathy say to you anything was she like hey what? How do I? You have any advice? What do we do? Was it like something, or is it pretty insulated to the family?
6: I think I was pre-rebellion. I think I was pre-rebellion. I think they were just young girls that came from, you know, uh, a privileged family, and they lived in, you know, Bel Air, but it's like you know, La La Land, you know. So um, they had a great life, but I don't think the proverbial had hit the fan for a couple of years and after that but you mm-hmm. went that school that i used to take you to the lycée was that a really strict school that wasn't like that was just because she wanted you to go to that school that wasn't any sort of reaction to something else right that wasn't like a disciplinary thing it was just a good school correct no it was,
5: it was a normal lycée français de los angeles it was just like
6: yeah it was just a like nice a normal school. good private school it's yeah, the fanciest exactly.
4: sounding school I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> so did you see the documentary, Bethany? Uh, yes. Yeah. What'd you think?
6: I saw the, the I loved it. I couldn't believe it. I thought it was excellent. I thought it was revealing. I thought it was interesting. I thought you know, the 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 nuance and the sort of the stuff with Kathy was really interesting. I thought Nikki was really great. I thought Paris was very honest and it was, you know, I thought it was really great and sad and to think of, you know I've had some crazy things happen in my childhood and when you're a kid, you don't really have a voice. and you also not it's not that I, people won't really listen, but also things happen so quickly with adults and kids just sort of say things and people have many kids, they say things and they're running by and you kind of like take it with a grain of salt. And for example, with my daughter, You know, I can tell when something's sort of bothering her, but I really have to find my way into finding out exactly what that is, because um, it's a certain skill set as a parent. And, you know, and I know, Paris, congratulations, you just got engaged and you want to have kids. It's a skill set as a parent to really find your way to make your kids talk to you in a way where they feel like it's their idea, where they don't feel like you're prodding and asking them a question. And, And you have to make them feel like there's a safe space. It's definitely a dance. There's definitely a dance to getting kids to say something. So I can absolutely see, based on a lot of the crazy things I've seen as a child, how that message didn't get related about what was going on with Paris at that school. I can see how that happened. And it's crazy that, you know, such big things can happen without people realizing it. But I can, I can see it. Yeah, it was hard.
4: <laughs> Intense. Mm-hmm. It's crazy that so many people so close to you, I just had no idea what was going on.
5: Yeah, I didn't talk about it with anyone. That was something I just promised myself I would never tell anyone. So I think when you go through something traumatic in life, like everyone probably has, you don't really like to think about it or talk about it.
6: Mm.
5: So, But I'm happy no, that I finally blow it did. Off. Yeah, you just blow it off and you just try to forget. Yeah.
6: Yeah. And then you sort of do forget. And then you wonder if, you were, if you're being dramatic and thinking about it back the way that it was, even though you know that it was, because you have all the memories about mm-hmm. it, but you kind of your mind plays tricks on you when you've had traumatic childhood experiences. I have that exact, ex- not that I have, I have experiences like that. So I know, but doesn't, doesn't your mind play tricks on you? Definitely. Do you sure. open
4: up to your kids at all about those from tra- yeah. like, at what age do you tell your, because at some point Paris, you're going to have to you know tell your kiddos about a lot of stuff you went through. Um, have you had any of those conversations, Bethany with like, Hey, this is some of the hard stuff that I dealt with
6: you do it in little in pieces you know you do it in pieces my daughter has wanted to meet my mother and why hadn't she which she did recently but to talk about you know it wasn't exactly the same child that you experience and you kind of bring it back to them and how lucky they are and you, I had it different and and not you know you don't give them the whole you, you give them little pieces to chew at a time versus the whole entire the whole entire meal because it would be completely overwhelming and alienating, and You know, you you just want to keep kids as pure as you possibly can, which is exactly the thing that didn't happen with you, Paris, or me. But you try to have the best experience for them that you can, while also having them realize that bad things happen in the world. And there's something to be said for surviving something. You know, there's something to be said for getting through something and being a person who has survived something and the strength that that, you know, gives you.
4: Uh Mm-hmm speaking of kind of being that good influence you i think are setting a very good example for a lot of women everywhere as an entrepreneur and an advocate Mm -hmm. and really kind of there's nothing you haven't done and done well at least from what i saw uh how do you kind of pass that stuff on to your daughter what are you telling her um
6: i mean i don't know that i want that stuff for my daughter per se you know i don't actually know that i Like, you know, I would not have done these sneakers the way she she just did that. And I'm not as free as she is. And I I like that for her. I want her to fly and I want her to have that freedom. You know, I nurture. She's very sweet. She's a very good person. I am strict indulgent. So with her, you know, she she I I don't want to say she's spoiled because she's not spoiled at all. But she has a a, a privileged life. But she never crosses the line because if she comes even close to the line, she gets checked. And it's not a joke. Like I, she's scared, and there's a healthy fear that she has of me, and that's okay. I don't negotiate with terrorists, so I don't play games. So I'm, I'm, and i and I don't, I don't bluff. So, so with her, it's a very interesting combination of her having this amazing life and these great experiences. But if she takes it too far, it all gets shut down. And I literally said to her a couple of years ago, it was the day before New Year's Eve. I said, "This next year is going to go to one of two ways." I said, "We could do this the easy way or the hard way." And she said, "What's the hard way?" So the hard way is you're challenging. And you, you do things that you know that mommy's not going to like and uh, it will not be a very easy year. And I've taken on because she was happy. She was the first and only really bad sort of bitchy mood she's ever been in. And I said, i had taken on, you know, women a lot more challenging than you. <laughs> and she said, what's the easy way? And I said, you just be a sweet, sweet little peanut because I call her peanut and a good person. And life's going to, you know, life with me is going to be really, really easy. She said, I'll do the easy way. I said, okay.
5: That's cute. I like that.
6: Yeah. That's good advice. So she's, she's, you know, she's into what she's into. And I think it's great to nurture that. And no one's looking for another me. (laughs) (laughs) This is Paris.
1: Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this.
2: KEMBA Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at KEMBA.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from KEMBA. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
3: Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment.
2: With a diverse lineup of 350 plus
3: live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is Paris.
5: So you were on Real House as in New York City, and you quit because you just said it was exhausting and stressful. What do you think of it now?
6: Um, You know, when I went on, I was broke. I got paid $7,250 for the season, which is presumably less than what your mom is probably going to be getting paid if that rumor is true, and we could talk about that if you want. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, when I went on, I was in a studio, Ikea furnished apartment. I was broke. I had everything I had nothing. I didn't even have anything to lose. And um I really wanted to be something and do something and create something. And I had I've always looked at the board like a check like a chess board, just the moves, several moves ahead, like you talked about, you were thinking on Simple Life. And so I left after three years because I just I don't do something if I don't like it or if it doesn't make me feel good about myself or depending upon the part point in my life I'm at. So I left, which was surprising to people because you don't usually leave something that's ascending. And then years later, I was offered um, a number I couldn't refuse. I felt that I couldn't refuse to connect back with this audience. And I went back and still ma- then was interesting because I managed to go back on very different terms, literally legal, different terms legally. And also just I had accomplished something. I had turned a, a brand for, you know, i had been on the cover of Forbes. So I was able to have this other career and still do that but there got to be a point where it didn't really make much sense why I was there anymore. I was literally there because of the money. It was just a lot of money at that point for me, a, you know, a very big number I was being paid. And, um, and I had left and the ratings had significantly changed and I'd come back and they changed back. So it was, it was good. I had good street cred there. <laughs> and I just left because um, it became not who I really was anymore. And, you know, you can't stay somewhere or, you can't do something out of fear, like just because it was a really good paycheck. I just wanted to sort of not be it's just not what I wanted to be doing anymore. I didn't want to be having those conversations. I didn't want to be arguing about things that really don't matter to me. And uh, I think uh, it's changed. So I was there in the beginning when it was something that none of us really even knew what it was. And now it's something that is uh, pre- people have a pre—you know preconceived notion about it and they know what's, they think what's going to happen. I mean, how many charity events can we go to? How many friends can we not support on vacations? And how much drama do we want to avoid and then go right into the drama on the vacation? So Mm. I just, you know, the time had come. Yeah,
5: I'm sure that was- What do you think about your mom doing
2: it if that's true?
5: Um, Well, my sister and I were just talking about this. My mom, when we first found out about it, she was like, no, I'm not doing it. And she was like, just not telling us the truth basically um wow so i think my sister and i we just you know we love our mom so much we're so close and that show is just like what you're saying there's just a lot of drama there's a lot of like unnecessary arguments and you know that's drama is what gets ratings and what sells so it just we just don't really want our mom being involved in that drama Nikki and I were talking about it. Like if there was not a pandemic happening right now and she wasn't so bored at home, there's no way that she would have said yes to this. Mm.
6: You know, also she's at a different age. Her kids are grown. You know, some women, a lot of the women that do that, you know, Kelsey Grammer's wife was going through a divorce, then came on to the show. Um, Some people go on and, you know, Yolanda Hadid, I guess was having issues in her relationship and marriage. And probably only she really knew that. And so you come on to the show uh, some people do it. Dorinda had a, a, you know, her husband had died years before and you come onto the show. Sometimes it's just someone wants a next chapter. So it could be that you are, you are all grown. You have fan, you know, you're engaged. Nikki's got kids. The boys are getting older. Everyone's got their own life and she and Rick are great, but you know, she hasn't had like a quote unquote traditional career path. Let's just say maybe she wants to just like do something or be something or you know, maybe she is a little bored. Maybe it's just like something to define her in some way. Yeah.
4: Yeah. What do you think your mom wants out of this? Just a f- entertainment?
5: Probably. I d- and I don't think that she'll get involved in the drama, hopefully.
4: <laughs> well, I don't think, you know, she necessarily needs to. I feel like sometimes maybe that is an inclination because you're like, I want to be the star of this show. And so maybe you're willing to step into the shit a little bit more. What? Whatever bethany did obviously worked because not only is it you know your organization but also be strong is like you've turned what was you know not always the most positive experience into helping so many people tell us a little bit about be strong
6: well be strong is great because um it's very unique it's a a relief initiative we are now um we've now distributed more than 80 million dollars in aid in three years with literally me and a partner and the tiniest staff you could imagine they're probably there are one to two full-time people that's it 100 percent of all of the aid and money raised goes directly to the people so it's a no bs totally rogue uh disaster relief initiative where we've We've given over 20 million dollars in PPE uh, inter- uh, internationally and hit all 50 states with hospitals and police stations and fire stations. We have—I've been to—we've been to Guatemala, to Australia, to North Carolina, dozens of times to Puerto Rico and back with 53 planes there and 53 ba- planes back, filled with aid and patients and barge barges and cruise ships and cargo ships and the Bahamas, same thing, many planes in and out. And we, um, have just done, um, we're in the midst of a seven figure, uh, relief effort in Texas. So the point is it's like, it's now become like business where I can have I have try, I've, I've proven myself in this space so I can just come up and raise money. And we have a 60,000 square foot warehouse that year round is filled with aid. Just today, Burt's bees reached out. We, um, every week it's some major company that reaches out and wants to help us with aid and some major celebrity that wants to give us, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. So it's a real, um, it's a real effort now where it used to be that I literally couldn't get be honest to give me 12 pairs of rain boots for hurricane Harvey in Texas, literally that number. Mm-hmm. And now we can get millions and millions of dollars of water and hydration kits and PPE and just everything. So we are not political. We, uh, We take money from Republicans, Democrats. We don't complain. We don't blame. The second something hits, disaster, like hurricanes could be still hitting a place like the Bahamas, and we're already in motion. We're already on the ground. We already know where the needs are. We have the trust of the people. We're completely transparent about exactly where every dollar is going in the moment in real time. So we're doing something that no one else is doing and and has really never been done in this way. Because we don't screw around. We don't hold rubber chicken dinners to raise money. We don't do bureaucratic red red tape. It's called just like figure it out immediately and get it done. So it's really rewarding and gratifying. And we have saved thousands and thousands of lives.
5: That's incredible. I really applaud you for that and Mm -hmm. really admire you for that. It's amazing. Also, I wanted to ask you another question because you have just built this incredible empire and brand. And I know a lot of our listeners would love to hear your advice on how to do that.
6: Well, it's like game of Thrones. You protect the realm. I know you and I had this conversation in Paris when we were on, um, when you were on my podcast and it's funny cause I don't talk this much on my podcast and you're talking less than you came when you were the guest, you know? <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I talk, I don't talk about myself on my own and you, you're not talking about yourself. Uh, so it's interesting. Um, but we did talk about this and, and Paris and I both know what it means to look at the board as a chess board. And, you know, be, you may not always accomplish each thing the way that you're planning it, but that you're aware that there are several moves ahead and you're trying to do things right now to make those moves happen in that way. If you've seen the queen's gambit, you have to be thinking 50 steps ahead um, that it is protecting the realm. It's protecting the brand that, you know, it's hard to build a real business without a big group of people, but it's hard to be a public personality and have so many people around you because trusting people is difficult. And that's part of protecting the realm, which I know Paris does also um, agree with because we had a good talk about that on, on my show. Um, and it's really old school, hard work. It, just the way that anybody worked in the fifties without cell phones or before fax machines or social media or any of this, like. It's old school hard work. And I do find I have a new show, The Big Shot with Bethany about finding um, my number two in my operation. And, you know, it's astounding how much people really just want shortcuts to Mm -hmm. success. And if you really understand what you're doing and you have a drive and a passion and a determination and a focus, which could change because your brand could change. You cannot imagine how far you will go by just being a person who's willing to do what other people aren't and work hard like other people aren't. It's really about old school hard work.
4: What network does that come out on again?
6: Uh, HBO HBO Max, April 29th.
5: Nice. I can't wait to watch that.
6: This is
0: Paris. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global.
2: The cat Learn more
3: at MeaningfulBeauty.com.
5: This is 7 Sliving Questions.
6: Where did sliving come from? (laughs) I made it up.
5: (laughs) Um, It's a word that I made up on Halloween like two years ago. And it basically means slaying and living your best life into one word.
6: Oh, okay. Slaying and living your best life. Okay, Slaving.
4: I like it. Adopt it.
6: Okay. Yes. I don't think I'm young enough to adopt it, but I don't know. We'll see. You all say, right. you're so, you're pretty hip. So, I've
4: listened to you on the podcast. Don't you refer to yourself as a gangster? Yes.
6: I don't know that I refer myself as a gangster, <laughs> but maybe. Yeah, I mean, I am half a gangster, but yeah. <laughs> but I'm not, I don't protect, I just don't know. Like Nikki says dope all the time. I'm like, I don't think you're allowed to say dope. How old are you, Nick? You have two children. You're a Rothschild. I don't to say dope. That's dope. Her was dope. I'm like, you sound like a dope. She's saying dope. So, yeah. So, Nikki's like, very cool and says dope. And I just, I, I don't think I get away with saying dope. I other things, yeah. But um, I'm, uh, you know, I'm only cool in certain ways. I'm not cool. I don't know, understand anything about social media. I'm a dinosaur. I don't even own a computer or an iPad. <laughs> Everything's on the phone. So, <laughs> I'm not good at certain things that are hip.
5: You're dope. (laughs) Dope is a cool world. I love saying dope. (laughs) Oh my god. You can get away with it. Yes. You can get away with it. Perfect. (laughs) All right. What is your spirit animal?
6: What is my spirit animal? Um, my daughter. My daughter and my dogs, biggie smalls. They're my spirit animals. Biggie smalls. I love that. They're two dogs, biggie and Smalls. They're one I know you love dogs. I don't know where they are. They lick each other, they clean each other. They're so Aww. nice. They're my baby. They're my spirit animals. Anyway, sorry. We're sliving. Sliving? Yes.
4: <laughs> she used it. I like it.
6: <laughs> well, I think you should say,
5: This is sliving. This is sliving. This, slivin'. this is Slivin, babies. It's how All we right. slive. You
4: used it great, by the way. That felt really good. It felt really natural. It added a lot to the word. Thank you. Felt
6: good inside. Mm-hmm. I was I got into my character. I felt good inside.
4: Good. It was
5: dope in a good way okay what is your sign and are you like your sign
6: i am a scorpio and you already know the answer to that i do sting i am intense i am passionate and it is said to be the most sexual sign in the zodiac
4: yes so i'm
6: a sexual person but that doesn't mean quantity that just means quality
4: are you dating anybody right now
6: paul who i've been together with for a few years now.
4: Lucky guy, huh? Loves it. He's got a Scorpio.
6: <laughs> He's a good guy.
5: First kiss. You have one minute to tell us everything.
6: My first kiss Mark Rosenbloom, hot skates, roller rink in Limbrook. We used to eat that square, awesome, Celentano's frozen pizza in the orange booth, and we kiss on roller skates. That's
5: cute. Good I kiss
4: like or bad? Roller skates. A uh, First kiss is awkward enough, but on roller skates.
6: <laughs> I could do anything on roller skates. There's not much I couldn't do on roller skates. That is not a joke. I was I was in I lived in this this roller skating rink in Limbrook, New York, closed, and the owner sent me pictures of myself there and used to he, he emailed me like I was a fixture there. Because again, back to my challenging childhood, I would be dropped off at the roller rink at nine o'clock in the morning and picked up at nine o'clock at night. Wow. So there's really not that much. I was once trying to get into a club in New York, and you would know exactly the club, Halo. Halo. Is there a club in New York City called Halo? Yeah. It was it stairs back in to the go day. downstairs? Mm-hmm. Stairs to go. So it was Halloween. Back to Halloween. I was dressed up as Roller Girl, and I was on roller skates. And the guy said, "You can't come in because the skates." And I said, "Excuse me." I said, "What are you talking about? It's like it's not safe." I go, "I can, I can do more on these skates than I can on my feet. I could do, I could do a car wheel." He goes prove it i did a cartwheel on the street in front of halo and he let me in i had to walk all down those stairs on those roller skates
5: i love that story when i was like 17 or no when i was 18 when i started going to clubs in la i would wear these shoes that you press a button and like the roller skates would pop out and i would call myself like roller roller girl of the 2000s and i would every wednesday at this club Los palmas always wear my roller skate shoes and it was so much fun
6: i love that my daughter has them they're called rollies yes rollies we're exactly talking about like the, the we Yes, that's awesome.
5: So much fun. (laughs) It's brought back memories. (laughs) Okay. Um, What is the most rewarding part of your job?
6: The most rewarding part of my job is definitely the relief work, the amount that we're able to accomplish just based on me working so hard for all this time. And then um, I just like accomplishing things. I like executing ideas. I like being good at something. I like proving to myself and other people that if you work really hard, there's really not much that you can get done. And so I come from a place of yes in that way. Like if I say it can get done, it can get done. So I like the rewarding aspect of that, just hitting new goals and and setting new goals and then accomplishing them.
5: I agree. What is your top beauty secret?
6: This is not, I never, I'm wearing makeup today because I did HSN. Oh, the glasses you like, Paris. I, I told everybody on HSN that you come. I love
5: your sunglass line. I'm gonna, they're sick. I'm
6: gonna send you all of them. They're thirty nine dollars and they look like they're two hundred dollars. These are emerald they're green. Gorgeous. I'm sending you. Every, I'll send you every pair, but they're Yay. amazing. I'm. I'm obs- yeah. The first. This is the first Bethany. You have a brand called Paris. My brand is not has been Skinny Girl. I've never launched a Bethany product before. So this is Bethany. Congratulations. Anyway,
4: Congrats.
6: Thank you. So I'm never in makeup. And I mean, I'm not, I don't just say that I'm always in pajamas and I'm never in makeup. I just don't like it. I don't like my hair. I just like to be free So my good, my best beauty tip, it's not about a brand because I don't believe that only one brand is better because I think it's really marketing. I think it's about being consistent. So, uh, using like a good grainy exfoliating scrub, if you don't have very sensitive skin once or twice a week, especially if you're wearing makeup, um, on just slightly damp skin, like not really wet skin, because it's like really becomes a good exfoliator. And then right after that, putting like a hydrating sheet mask or a face oil on, I believe in that. And then I believe in whenever you're in a hotel, like a washcloth, like a good sort of almost cheap washcloth or like baby washcloths are just good because they get all this makeup on them. So you don't want them to be your fancy towels, but they're such good exfoliators and um, like just good clay clay masks. So I believe like, just cleaning out your skin really well and then really feeding it and hydrating it, particularly when you get older. And there was one thing you just said that that made me think of what another good beauty tip was. And I just had it, I'll think of it in a second. Oh, girls, because you have a young audience, clean your makeup brushes. It's gross, it's how you break out and nobody does it enough, clean your damn makeup brushes. And when, after you clean them, it could be with just shampoo or whatever, lay them on the side. Because if you lay them in a cut, like the water will seep down and rot the the brushes. And then if you in between the big cleanings, just use good, good wipes to clean them off every time you put them on your face. So just sitting outside and collecting bacteria. That I can say.
5: That's Beautiful. really good. Don't advice. ever go to bed without
6: don't ever go to bed without without cleaning your makeup off.
5: That's yeah, that's like the number one. I can't do that ever. I'm like obsessed with skincare. All right, we have- What's your favorite? My favorite beauty secret? My favorite one was when I was like eight, my mom taught me to stay out of the sun. And then also about everything to do with skincare, like washing your face and putting on the eye creams and neck creams and serums and like, this like 12 step process. So I've been literally doing that since I'm seven.
6: It's good. It's a good feeling. And it's your alone time in the bathroom too. Like it's just your little ritual, right?
5: Yeah. And now I like love like the lights, like the red lights and like the light stim, this other light that's really amazing. And just like I've gotten more technical. I'm like obsessed with just finding all the new like gadgets. Like,
6: yes. Like the thing that you put on your face that has the light, you think it really makes a difference? Yes, it really does really that mask thing that the light goes on yes
5: the good ones there's a lot of crappy ones right now i've seen online but like the light stim is like insane and the Dennis gross one is like really good
4: well bethany we know you need to leave very soon so we're gonna ask these last two sliving questions quick
5: slivers okay cool okay what is your definition of success my
6: definition of success is Sleeping, get, you know, being rested, feeling healthy, feeling like I'm being nice, feeling like I have a handle on things, feeling like I've spent good quality time with my daughter and done good work. And like there's just a good general balance in my life. That feels that feels like success.
5: I agree. That's nice. And what's a relationship deal breaker for
6: you? A relationship deal breaker for me is somebody that wants to be famous.
5: A hungry tiger.
6: Somebody, yeah, somebody that likes the light. I just have never, I've never even really been in relationships with people who even had a social media account because I would never have a social media account if I were not a public person. Mm -hmm. I find the idea of telling people what I'm doing and wearing and where I am dreadful.
5: Yeah, I hate guys who are hungry tigers. It's... Just embarrassing and beyond. I know. <laughs> and it's hard to tell sometimes. It is.
4: <laughs> this is some good advice. I feel like this living questions, it's a, it's a lot for us to soak in. But Bethany, we know you need to leave. So thank you so much for uh, talking with us.
5: Thank you so much, Bethany.
4: Thank
6: you. Good luck and congratulations and congratulations on your engagement. Thank and you. I can't wait to meet him.
5: Yes, I know. Let's all do dinner soon.
6: I would love it. Awesome. All right, cool. With with the dope, With your dope sister.
5: Yes, exactly. <laughs>
6: all right let's go have your dope sister we'll have a triple date i love it
4: all right bye bethany
6: have a good day love you bye guys this is paris
4: thanks for listening
5: to this is paris we love hearing from you so leave us a review send an email to paris at iheartradio.com leave a voicemail at 833 87 paris and follow us at this is paris podcast bye babes
3: Zumo Play.